0: I'm Danny, and I'm Damika, and we're biracial unicorns. The minisode, minisode time.
1: I hope I remember how to do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we're here. We're Minnesoting
0: yes. and we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Damika, should we should we skip the preamble and just get right in?
1: Girl, we're skipping foreplay today? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not even going to reveal. It's we're spring. Just... It's spring. <laughs> we ain't got time. Go for it. Yeah. We're fruitful. Let's do this. <laughs> Flowers are blooming. <laughs> Our Baby eyes are chicks burning. are born. Yeah. <laughs> the rabbits. All right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive, but I can't. I can no longer wait. Yeah. Okay. So this is.
0: I could make the connection between any random ramble (laughs) and anything. (laughs) But yeah, this isn't necessarily what most people would think of as like a spring thing. But mostly, I just, I don't know. I was thinking about this movie. I haven't seen it in quite some time, but. I was kind of surprised that we hadn't done it already. So I double-checked the mini-sode list. Hopefully I didn't miss it, but I don't think we've done it, and I found that surprising. Okay. So, 10 minutes on the clock. I would like to spend some time today talking about the, I believe it's 1994 Nope. Ooh. 1993, the Ooh, 1993 year. film Hocus Pocus.
1: Wait, what? Have we honestly not talked Hocus
0: Pocus? I mean, maybe we've talked it in an episode, but we have not done a full episode on Hocus Pocus. Okay.
1: All right. Be are so are are we bringing this up because there's. A second one that the only reason why we ever bring up any movies from the past lately <laughs> is because they're making either a remake or doing a second part to it. I think in part, right? Like it's being <laughs>
0: injected into our minds because yeah. the news of the second film is is surrounding us. But I don't want to get into too much speculation. I mean, maybe you okay. will. Um, about what mm-hmm. that is, but I would love to hear about your thoughts on hocus pocus and what it means
1: to you. You know, when I think of hocus pocus, I think of our our share love of Halloween, but there are a couple of movies that I feel like for I'm going to use this word on purpose, the indoctrinization to Halloween <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like when I was trying to get my daughter to come to the spooky side, that was like a really good testament. Or when I first meet people and they're like, oh, I like Halloween. And I kind of gauge their enthusiasm of how excited they are about Hocus Pocus. Like, this is a very foundational movie for this particular Mm time. Uh, It is... It is so beloved it is a very sweet movie. It always has a lot of nostalgia and that's what and that's what it is for me I it's on the spectrum of cute and I'm not necessarily a whimsical person by nature but come on it's a hocus pocus I I'm I love the memories it, it's a little bit of you know as a musical theater. Kid Uh, who does who doesn't know the divine Miss M Miss Bette Midler in it. It's it's very quotable. It's kitschy. It's bright color keeps your attention. Just the right amount of folklore, and I just I really enjoy it. it. Will always have a little soft spot in my in my heart during my spooky Halloween watching. So yeah, I don't imagine it would be on your repertoire though, because it is so cute. It is very cute. It is very sweet.
0: I'm going to put an asterisk right there and come back uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I think similar to you, it came out when we were so young. Yeah. That I remember seeing it and I remember watching it a lot. So, I think I have that nostalgia tied to it. And also, Thora Birch's character is named Danny. And um, spells Danny the same as me, at least in the end credits. So I always, you know, felt that special connection. And the fact that she, I mean, the character is nothing like me, but like (laughs) her, her her like feistiness, I find is like something, something we should all strive for, for sure.
1: Definitely. And fashion, obviously, obviously fashion.
0: Obviously. I think as far as calling it like a, a sweet in an innocent sort of movie. I I find that it is. But the fact that, like, parents were so up in arms about turning red, like, these parents would not be able to hang with Hocus Pocus. Like, the amount of time that they say the word virgin in this movie.
1: (laughs) Can we get into it? Because, like like I said, I love having a kid as an excuse to rewatch a lot of these classics. I really wouldn't. And so, gosh, was it two years ago was the first time I had really sat down and watched it because I don't know if you've experienced it. Like a lot of things that we enjoy, people take it and ruin it because uh, yeah. it started becoming put on wine glasses. And the moment you start seeing that etched onto the side and, you know, of a wine nice glass. a live, love, curse or something <laughs> on the back. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that cackle. Because... Now you have to buy me. This This is going to be
0: like biracial unicorns merch.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm I'm crying because of allergies. But that was so funny. Uh, but yes. But do you know what I'm saying? Like it's just you know, or the little witch's silhouette on some kind of shirt, just been like, like, hey witches. You know, it's really been destroyed. But I I did not realize how much they kept dropping virgin. They just kept saying it. You would think this was for Virgin Mobile. It was just Virgin. Oh, look at the Virgin. Oh, not the Virgin. The last Virgin. I'm like, this kid, what is he, what, 14? Portraying something like that? Maybe even younger? But I'm just like, we're just throwing this around like paprika on a paella. They're just going for it. (laughs) It's just funny. Or just like how much I'm like, does no one care that these kids are in the street? Like it was just through the eyes of a 2020, 2021 parent watching this film, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: But aren't, don't films still look that way? I mean, I guess you watch more kids' films than me. And I feel like that was the norm for films. Like even, even though I feel like we had a certain level of, of freedom <laughs> that kids today might not have. I think we're we're like the cusp generation, right? Like we have kind of all all the the extremes within our generation's experience, but the freedom that kids had in film and TV was like more than what what I had as a kid. So I think I think that romanticized version of like kids going everywhere doing all this stuff is is just the way that film film logic works
1: what you don't get together with like four or five of your best friends and go hunt for buried treasure in caves yeah, and not exactly. even leave a note for your parent yeah. <laughs> it is true movie freedom is something that is it's pinnacle and i think that's why we're having a lot of these young coming of age stories having to be set back. I'm thinking like stranger things that have to be set back a little bit further. Mm. One, like I said, to make that money on that nostalgia Two, a coming of age story now just looks so different. And that layers of freedom and being able to have access to your kid and where you at that question is always a little bit more like, wait, don't you, you? I know you all have phones. You got phones for your phones and there's social media. There's all of this. It's just you don't necessarily have that particular kind of freedom anymore. So I think even that, I love, you know, it has this beautiful, was it Maine? Is that where it's supposed to be? It's in Maine. Salem, Salem, yes. Massachusetts. Yes. Oh, so I mean, just the town is so beautiful and old and quaint and nothing ever happens here. And they're big city family, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, the the Southwest desert kid, me, who had never been to the East Coast and didn't go to the East Coast until I was, like, in college, I had no frame of reference for that world. Mm. And so every time it's portrayed in film or television, it's, dare I say, so exotic. Like, it's just <laughs> so different than my own experience. Mm. I, I always
1: found it, like...
0: A cool, interesting escape.
1: mm I do like that a lot of Stephen King's books take place all in Maine, all in Maine,' so part of me is like maybe we shouldn't go there. <laughs> maybe brown people should not go to that part of the world, but well, there I agree. aren't any there for a reason. <laughs> girl, girl, that's a full episode topic <laughs> but I believe I remember even the um in uh Beetlejuice. I remember thinking mm. that world was so otherworldly and so old and so fictional that there's no way of just like the density of trees and the architecture of buildings. Like it's just the perfect setup for all things kind of spooky. But okay. I I don't it's just the perfect setup and I really, really enjoy it. It's strange now once again to see in the world I was like I said, I was watching it with my daughter it during, you know, 2020, 2021 And being like, look at all these children out in the street. It's so crowded. (laughs) It's like even thinking this idea of trick-or-treating is so strange because my daughter hasn't gone in traditional trick-or-treating in two years. And so even that is starting to feel like a little bit of a time marker. Like, remember when we would go to strangers' doors and beg for (laughs) sweets? Trick or treating's it's, coming back, Tamika. It has yeah, to. Yeah, I I hope you're right, girl. I I am. I want to be very optimistic about that. I really, really do, because there's you got to be running out in the middle of the night in dark costumes, clothes, with a you know, with a pillowcase in hand, asking for candy. You know.
0: Yeah, I agree. it, it is definitely a time capsule of a movie. I love the movies. Ooh. I was not expecting our time to be up so quick. That's that's
1: because we got right into it right away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I love movies that are set in a couple of different time periods. So I think Mm. that that's part of the appeal of this movie as well. Also, you know, a black cat I'm always there for. Mm. And yeah, zombies. It's got everything. Witches, zombies, Mm -hmm. talking cats, ghosts. All the things are there. I Even know. though it isn't, it isn't a spooky movie.
1: No, no, no. And of course, like the iconic "I put a spell on you," yeah, musical is just the right amount of spooky cheese on top of these not very scary nachos is very, very important. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the big, huge graveyard scene at the end because I just—it's such a film set graveyard. You know, uh, it's. It's just enjoyable. It is. It sounds weird of talking about you know the undead and books with eyeballs. is so enjoyable, but it really, really is. And if you love adorable hijinks, this is the movie yeah. for you. I can't imagine what a second movie would look like, but just be gentle with it. Take good care of it, please. Please don't ruin it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the second movie. And I feel like I say this about like all the reboots, uh, but it's just like, this was such a, a great standalone thing. I don't think it needs to be revisited,
1: but will I watch it? Probably. Oh girl. Yeah, obviously it, you, you kind of have to, I don't know what we do about this. Cause we keep kind of running into this wall of like, that's so sweet and how exciting of all these possibilities of what you could do with a story, whether it's inspired by or continuation or like, honestly, I could have done even with a prequel. That would have been really interesting, mm. um, something a little bit darker. But I think... But people don't age in reverse, D'Amica. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They don't want that unless it's a superhero one. We don't want to know what happens beforehand. So we we are grasping at these little bits of, of memory and goodness and happy of that little dopamine hit of we get of nostalgia. But it's, I mean, can we be honest with ourselves and be like, it is always going to be a letdown because we have this expectation of for it to hit the way that it did when we were young. And it's it's just not going to. And it sounds horrible when I say it out loud like that, but it's not going to hit the same way as it did when we were in third, fourth grade when that came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Before we
0: wrap up, I have to point out all the like the network, the web of connections to other things we love, just in case you aren't aware. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> okay. So not someone we love, but just an interesting tid tidbit is the main character, Max, the kid. Mm-hmm. Originally Leonardo DiCaprio was cast to play him. <gasps> no but then he 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 dropped out because he was doing um gilbert grape at the same time i think probably a good choice for him as an actor
1: solid move solid solid move
0: (laughs) yeah um the voice of Mm binks uh the actor or the voice actor who did the voice of binks uh
1: it's the same voice actor who does the voice of Max
0: in a Goofy movie.
1: Yes, yes, yes. He is like Disney legend, and I can't think of his name, but he's acted in other Disney shows as well. Like he's yeah, Jason Marsden is his yeah. name. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's done. He's put in the works. But yes, I love his voice. He's got. He's so good at what he does. He was also
0: a recurring character on um, Boy Meets World.
1: Uh, mm, maybe that's what I'm thinking, because they all had the same hairstyle. They all had and, that.
0: And he was part. a recurring character on Full How. Yeah, he was in lots and lots of things. I don't know what he's up to these days, but I, I love that tidbit that he was the voice of Binks. Thora Birch, we mentioned, who became like pretty popular in her own right, and it's always mm-hmm. funny to rewatch this movie because... She's just just a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. It seems like she's so little. And then, of course, the final. I mean, we talked Bette Midler. We don't have to talk Sarah Jessica Parker. I think that's fine. <laughs> but Doug Jones, who plays Billy the Zombie, mm-hmm. he's he's the guy who does like everything and is like my my brush with celebrity when he commented on my Instagram post. But he <laughs> he did um, he plays. Uh, the Kelpian in um, Star
1: Trek. yes, yes, we've Saru. talked about yeah, right. He's just like—is it tall, lanky, and a little awkward?
0: Yeah, that's your guy. But yeah, he plays everything that's like tall and skinny in <laughs> any movie. I feel like any sort of strange, like character creature. It's it's always Doug Jones.
1: Make that money, Dougie. But I'm like not being rude, but how old are you? He's like- sixty-one. You must have been a baby making that film as well of just kind of starting a young, young gun starting out. But go ahead, 61. Yeah. Such a long career of doing more tall, awkward, alien-like things. I'm yeah. here for it. But like Pan's Labyrinth, Lady in the Water,
0: like Ooh. so many things he's been in. I think he was also in... And this wasn't as like a creature character, but he was in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Oh,
1: like the new one?
0: No, the old one. Like Ooh. in some of the reenactments, he like played a character.
1: I'm here. I'm absolutely here for it. I'll have to dig because I love me an old school Unsolved Mysteries reenactment. Like, yes. honestly, it brings me so much joy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the things I,
1: I had on my list that I wanted to bring up.
0: But yeah, hocus pocus. Recommend to a modern audience, yes or no?
1: Oh yeah, go just have a little time capsule and look at a like slightly simpler time. <laughs> Enjoy it and take a shot every time you hear the word virgin. <laughs> for sure all right well we will be back
0: next week with another full episode and in two weeks with another Mm mini-sode all right peace out